0: Hello everyone and welcome to Golden Walkman Magazine. My name is David Walker, the editor, and I am bringing you two of the finalists from the 2017 Audio Chatbook Contest. If you did not listen to our previous issue that we released earlier this month, basically what this month is, is a showcase of the two set, ah, wow, I can't speak try that again this is a showcase of the 2017 contest Um, so basically this week you're going to hear from two of the finalists next week you're going to hear from the other two finalists and then at the end of the month you will hear a sample from the winning chapbook from Elliot Khalil Wilson that is now available on our website so first today you are going to hear from Nick Hilborn's chapbook that was a finalist called folk gospels and then you will hear from tanya thompson's chapbook strum and ball so you're going to hear one poem from each you're going to hear them talk about it and then um that's that's the issue and then next week we're going to hear from the other two finalists so i hope you enjoy this um we are going to do this again for our 2018 contest later on this year and announce the winners and uh, the winner and all that. So hope you enjoy this issue. First, we're going to hear from Nick Hilborn, and then we're going to hear from Tanya Thompson. Hope you enjoy it.
1: Orchard. In my backyard is an orchard of Bibles growing from a rolling platter of apple trees. Verses are spotted with joyful infections, fontanelles formed by absent fingers, concentrated pokes and squirming, dives of legless angels consuming bodies of text, smelling of molasses, soured by a midnight bacterial mass. When I walk in between the rows, I find discarded manuscripts, On the ground, wilting into reclamation by the wet grass. A new shoot will emerge in a year, its pages bearing. The life that preceded it, life evaluating itself. By death's closing litany, I whisper, born again, to myself. As I thread my shape through the dew, I have built a fence. Around this property, not to keep people out, because everyone should collapse themselves for a moment among an archive of trees. And besides, I do not own it. I have erected boundaries because some minds are forcing God from gods and seeking to extinguish viral lives in flame, incinerate fascicles floating on the surface, of darkened waters in fear that fungal truths will populate. Fungal Christs, with fragile membranes, contingent upon particular, ecological and temporal conditions, their dominant gene is toward, immediate dispensation, but their skin is made of dandelion seeds. And they expel reflections of light in genesis, bruises from, an unrecorded cloud of thought weighing an hour, drawing. An unknown mind into a body consumed by an arrow that moved beyond it, leaving the flesh behind. In the orchard, flesh is reclaimed in the cloud, and the cloud forms from messianic evaporation. Worming through crisp spires of glucose, the cloud, is an idea changed by its womb. Fingers transubstantiate. Nebulae into verses in the science of oil imprints. In the beginning is a palimpsest of labyrinths. The Bibles blow in the wind. Some survive the winter, and others perish under children's feet. Any truth could come, and someone will eat it. In this orchard, the archive is plentiful. The garden of humans blooms and extends in all directions, inwardly. Some of these will make large rooms. Others will destroy the heritage of minds in a cast of volcanic rock. Orchard is the first poem in a, uh, a collection, a chapbook-sized collection of poems called Folk Folk Gospels, and um, Orchard is actually, like many of the poems in this collection, intended to be participatory, so that when I read this poem, I usually have audience members draw a picture or create a picture of this orchard as it appears to them, and then they would show this picture to someone um, who wasn't at the reading, and that person would compose their own verse to describe it so that the poem would no longer belong to me. Um, that's one aspect of Orchard. The other is that it serves as an introduction because um, this collection is part of is um, about um, not seeing religion as something that's more organic, not institutional, something that's that emerges from the process of living and encountering the unknown. And this poem, Orchard, is all about... Um, Dealing with the unknown, dealing with it in a way that's organic and not um, top-down but is horizontal, moving through nature, trying to understand the mysteries within it, and then um, drawing uh, forms and life that have roots in that experience of mystery and not in abstractions.
2: The Forbidden World, based on Magritte's painting, The Forbidden World. The Forbidden World lies on that creamy couch, so help me. She lies on shell pillows, resting her pearly flesh, Titian hair at one end and in the middle, silver azure tail at the other, hanging off, brushing floor so softly, with a wall of barrel cobalt and moss, rushing behind her. There is a roaring in my ears. Honestly, my writing process varies greatly from one poem to another. Uh, My jumping off points, if you will, include playing with words from crossword puzzles and magazines and bits of overheard conversation, that sort of thing but I also adore images. I'm a visual person. I love art, and I find immersing myself in a piece of art that inspires me is one of the most enjoyable creative processes I know. In particular, Magritte's painting, The Forbidden World, has many elements that speak to me. A Mythical creature, a powerful and self-possessed female figure, uh, powerful in the sense that she captivates the viewer, out of this world colors, and surrealism.